0: Um, whoever wins this, if thirty million dollars is offered to pound for pound great andre Ward is he coming back into the legend series
1: let me just let me just put it like this
0: <laughs> let me put it
1: like this. I've walked away from more money than I've earned in my career hmm. so the money the the money won't 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 be the determinant factor.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of Tourist Information. Our guest this week is Andre Ward, best pound-for-pound fighter in the world who retired undefeated after defeating Kovalev, and one of his big heroes in life. I think his biggest hero in boxing was Roy Jones Jr. So I wanted to bring him on to talk about this upcoming fight on Saturday and just to look at different scenarios what he made of the fight, how he sees Roy winning this fight, the implications of if it goes really well, and maybe if it goes into becoming a bit of a train wreck. Uh, it's a very dicey fight as a, on paper, as a proposition. It's just strange. And uh, Ward has so much admiration for Roy and is a big fan of Mike Tyson as well, and he's been in there. He's now 36 years old, he's been out of the ring for a few years, Um, so I just wanted to talk to Ward and get his impressions, because he's a very insightful um, resource on something like this. So I hope you enjoy Andre Ward on the upcoming Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Bizarre Fight.
1: How you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. Busy, busy, but good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, I just wanted to check in with you about what you made of this Jones Tyson thing on Saturday, and if you're ready to publicly disclose that you're going to take on the winner, come out of retirement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! I could, I can't fight those guys, man. Those guys are. I, I, I can't, I can't hit the guys that I looked up to, man. I can't do it. I just can't do it.
0: I, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around being 54 years old as Mike Tyson and 51 as Roy. I mean, the wear and tear on the body at that age to go at it, I mean, what would that be like for you, imagining coming coming back at that age? Um, yeah, I can only
1: imagine. Like you say, you know, I'm 36, and uh, I don't know, man. You know, it, it wouldn't be easy for me to get my body back in shape to do it now, you know, even though I feel like I, you know, probably could. Um, it, You know, it, it's tough. You know, these guys are – they've fought their whole lives. Um, this gives them an opportunity to scratch the itch a little bit. You know, they're back in the public's eye. I mean, Mike, you know, he's doing other things, but in terms of just boxing. And um, I don't know what they're making, you know, but the, you know, rumors – have it somewhere, you know, around seven figures, and depending on how the the streaming does, it may be more, so, you know, they make a little money, and Mike's talking about donating money, and so I guess they get to check some boxes, man, and, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, it's allowing the fire to keep burning a little bit.
0: Yeah. Are you, you know, Roy Jones was a big hero of yours growing up. We've talked about that a lot. Are you... Is there a worry? I mean, I've heard all these rumors to begin with from the referee to the athletic commission in California saying, don't worry, this is not going to be like a real fight. If anybody's going to get hurt, we're going to stop it. And then the head of trailer says, no, it's absolutely going to be a real fight. Tyson's saying that. Jones told me that. real fight. Jones said it's the most dangerous fight of his career. I'm just trying to understand how this could have a positive outcome beyond financial.
1: Um, I mean, it, it's positive if, if no one gets hurt. Yeah. You know. Um, I, you know. I, like I, I don't understand what what, what Andy Foster saying about you know trying to play it down about not being a real fight. I mean, it's not a real fight. It is officially an exhibition, but. I mean, he's been, you know, he he he's been the executive uh, over the commission for for some time now, so he he should know better. You know, you're talking about Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, so they're going to fight, especially when when either one of them gets hit. They're going to, you know, they're gonna they're going to fight, period, and they're gonna give everything that they have for as long as they can. And that's just that's just it in terms of how I feel about it. It's mixed it it's mixed feelings. Like I'm I'm happy that they do get a chance to get back in the gym, get their bodies back in shape. And I appreciate the way the fans have responded to them um, leading up to this exhibition. You know, there is that concern that if somebody gets hit with the right shot in the right place, what, what can happen? I don't want to see either of these guys get visibly hurt, you know, like wobbled or, 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 knocked out or anything like that, or knocked down. Like that for me would be, you know, that, that would, that would kill all the fun. But, I'm just hoping for a good a good a good event where we see flashes of both guys. We get to relive the glory days for a few rounds and just let these guys make some money and do whatever they're gonna do with the money and then ride off in the sunset. It sounds like this may be a one and done for Roy. It sounds like Mike wants to continue to keep doing it. But who are we to say that these guys should or shouldn't fight? I mean they've earned the right to make their own decisions. So you got to sit back and, 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 and respect it. And me, I'm going to watch it. I'm a boxing fan. I'm a fan of both guys and everybody knows how I feel, how I felt about Roy and how I still feel about Roy. So I'm at the end and they, you know, they're going to have
0: my support. I just wonder about, you know, you and I talked about, in Oakland, you were asking a bit about how's Roy doing and stuff like that. Like he had a fight on, on the way. Um, At the time that I think I profiled him five years ago, his knees were not good. I don't think that's a secret in boxing, all the road work he's done and everything. A 51 year old Roy with two bad knees and has been knocked out pretty savagely, I think five times
1: in his career.
0: six, Six. Going in against a Mike Tyson who looks pretty amazing on hand pads and I'm not saying that that's the same as fighting but he's looked pretty powerful he's gotten into great shape tell me if you're hurting and your knees are bad how you're going to get out of the way of the biggest puncher you've ever faced when you're 51 years old like that's what I'm trying to figure out
1: mm-hmm. well I mean the reality is 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 Roy's not going to be able to get out of the way you know his his best defense is going to be you know, kind of that, kind of that. It's uh, uh, not a Philly shell, but just you know, Roy. Roy these days, you know, he'll he'll just he'll just have his earmuffs up and he'll just kind of protect his head as best he can, you know, with a tight guard. Um, that's the best opportunity he has. You know, he may show glimpses of his old self, brief glimpses in the center of the ring, but that's going to be hard to keep up with the age, with the wear and tear, and with the knees. But he um, can't underestimate Roy's IQ either. You know, and older fighters oftentimes, especially when they're facing another older fighter, they're able to they're able to figure things out, you know, in fight and make certain adjustments. And again, it won't be the old Roy or the old Tyson, but I think Roy, you know, he he seems to have taken this serious. You know, he went away from home and went to PA to get ready for this, so um, he's got a general game plan, and I, I think he's going he's going to make the necessary adjustments. You know, albeit uh, an older Roy, you know, maybe a slower Roy. He's going. He's going to figure it out. His IQ is going. Is going to help him get through this.
0: I just wonder. I mean, it's mind-boggling to me that the last time we saw Muhammad Ali, he was forty years old, and these mm-hmm. guys are eleven and fourteen years older than that, and probably have as much or or more wear and tear on their bodies. I know both of these guys have had multiple operations. Um. Mm-hmm. Isn't this a really dangerous thing for, from the perspective of marketing? If one of these guys does get hurt or maybe they just get injured while they're fighting and you get some kind of stoppage on, in that way, like, isn't – I'm just wondering in terms of the risk versus reward, if you and I were promoting this thing, wouldn't we be kind of scared to put something like this on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, I wouldn't promote it, <laughs> number one, because <laughs> – <laughs> because not that not that I don't love either guy, but because I know what can happen. And yeah. and if it goes bad and it very well can go bad with one punch for either guy, then all bets are off. You know, this is a terrible the headlines the next day are gonna be crazy. And I don't think we're gonna see any 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 fighters in that age group doing any more exhibitions anytime soon. So that is definitely that's a real risk. That's a real thing. But, but this is why we tune in, because that can happen. That, this is why we watch boxing. I mean, every time you watch a fight, a fighter can be knocked out, a fighter can be hurt temporarily, permanently, and, and the worst thing can happen. A guy can die. Now, you know, we reconcile that some, somehow in our minds as boxing fans, but that's always a reality. When we watch UFC, it's the same exact thing. We're seeing a guy get pounded to a, to a pulp. You know, and sometimes it goes the distance, sometimes it doesn't, but there's punishment on another human being being inflicted. So this is a little bit different because the guys are older, but it's just, it's the same type of brutality that could possibly take place. But we reconcile it. There's something about us that, that we like to see combat fighting.
0: Did you have a sense in your career, for, for people that haven't been professional fighters, let alone undefeated fighters <laughs> who are world champions like you, um, as you got older, did you feel the punches a little more? How did that change as you got into the later stages of your career, the punishment? I mean, one of your, your last fight against Kovalev, most people thought that was your most dangerous fight that you took in your career. Did, mm-hmm. it, did it change the calculus, just aging and how you were able to absorb punishment compared to when you were a younger fighter? No, uh,
1: like I hadn't gotten to that point yet, you know. Now, if I come back, if I if I ever had a return to boxing, you know, three four years after, you know, my retirement and and you know, three or four and a half years after my last fight, then we can have this discussion because mm-hmm. now the punches are going to feel different. Um, mm-hmm. But I I hadn't gotten to that point, and that was the whole point. That was that was the whole thing was to get out before you start to feel that that decline or, or where punches do start to feel different or you're not getting away from punches that you previously did. I, I want to know parts of that, you know. I, I mean, I, I rewatched the, the, the Kovalev two-fight last night just on a whim, and it looks easy, but it wasn't. So I couldn't imagine having, you know, three more years of age or, or four more years of age on my body trying to trying to fight a guy like that. So I I, I got
0: out before the decline started to happen has there been much of an itch for you i I forgot that you're 36 i thought you were honestly 34 a little Mm -hmm. younger but i mean your your gold medal Mm -hmm. was 2004 geez 16 years ago um if if you were thinking about coming back now i mean how has your body changed just in those few years compared to what it would be like for you to come back at Roy's age, 15 years from now? Mm-hmm. What changes do you notice?
1: Um, I mean, I, I haven't been in the gym, you know, consistently. I mean, I, I work on my cardio. You know, I, I have a you know a Peloton, a spinning bike that I use uh, religiously, and I lift weights, you know, just to keep my body fit and strong. So, I, you know, I, I can't really say, you know, but like, you know, I have shadow boxed a little bit and you can just feel that the things are just a little bit slower, you know, uh, you know your legs and, and your reflexes, but you also see that you still got, you know, a lot in the tank, you know, in terms of, you know, the speed and, and the movement and the IQ. So it's tough to say because I haven't really I haven't really, you know, set my mind on something like that and actually work towards it. But I'm assuming that things would just probably just feel rusty. You know, and it would take it would take a significant amount of time, several months, you know, to be able to knock the rust off and get in the rhythm. But um, what probably will work in my favor is the fact that I did leave, you know, without taking a bunch of punishment. I did leave before the decline happened. So even the decline that I would face if something like that ever happened, you know, wouldn't be as grave as it, as it would be if I left on the decline and then took time off and then tried to come back. So um, but it's just it's one of those things. You know it like you, yeah, you feel the itch, you miss it, you miss, you miss everything, I say everything about it, you miss certain aspects of it, you know, going away with your team, getting with your team, preparing for a battle, preparing for a war that the whole world is gonna watch, and trying to come out on top, and then actually coming out on top, and getting that check at the end of the fight. I definitely miss the commissioners walking up to me, signing off on that check, getting that that big check, that's definitely something i you know I miss, but it's not you know it. it I did the right thing. And and the impact that walking away when I did is going to have, you know, from a historical standpoint as well as on my body is going to far outweigh, you know, those moments
0: where I start to miss it. It and and I mean this respectfully toward Roy, but as your hero growing up and one of the things that you talked to me about was I think your first fight where you wore Roy's medal going out to the ring or early on in your career. And Yeah, he wore my medal going out to the Glenn Johnson fight. I'm sorry, mixed it up. So yep, yep. you saw the impact of that Johnson fight, which I, I believe he was on the ground for almost 10 minutes after he was knocked out in that fight. You saw him after that fight in his car, and he just looked in a daze. I remember you telling me. Yeah. Did that did that impact you in some way in terms of walking away when you did that you saw your hero and role model in boxing maybe hang around too long?
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yes. Um, um to to be honest, you know, you still there, Brent?
0: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here.
1: Yeah, to be to be honest, it it wasn't just it wasn't just Roy. It was it was really the big three that, that, that I've looked up to um that are that were in my area, era, excuse me, Roy, Bernard and Floyd. Now Floyd obviously left, you know, undefeated, but you know, he had fifty fights. You know, and he had retirement and he came back, retirements and came back. I watched that, you know, I watched Bernard try to get everything he could out of the game being a late late bloomer, you know, being a guy who didn't always get the respect he deserved and just wanting to make sure that he didn't leave any money on the table, take it a little bit too far in a guy, you know, and Joe Smith who who would not have beaten Bernard at any other time in his career, you know, looked like, you know, one of the greatest fighters in the world by knocking Bernard Hopkins out and knocking him out of a ring. And then obviously everything that went on with Roy. So, you know, those three guys – um in their own rights, you know, definitely is something that I studied and watched and 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 things that I learned from that were positive and things that I learned from that were negative, but 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 absolutely, you know, because I never thought that Roy would be in that situation. In fact, that's one of the reasons me and you talked about a while ago that I fell in love with him is because Roy was so talented and so dominant, but yet he always had this mentality as if he could take or leave boxing. And that just, like, blew my mind as a kid. I'm like, man, this dude is, like, the best. But yet he would rather be fishing and hunting on his land in Pensacola, Florida. That's crazy. And then to see him kind of go and, you know, um, finish the way that he did, it certainly had an impact
0: on me. You You always stood out to me, of all the boxers I've met and world champions, too, as almost all of them viewed boxing in a very similar way to like a gambler walking into a casino that they're going to win big and no matter what the odds are, they're going to find a way to win. You always struck me as like the other side of the table, like the dealer, like like you were the guy who just knew how to get your advantage and get out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder when you look at these other guys who can't give it up, because I remember too Roy saying early in his career – I'm never going to hang around. Tour schools and say to kids, mm-hmm. "I'm never going to be that guy." Why is it so addictive for these people that they're willing to risk so much to just keep coming back?
1: I can't speak for those guys, but I, I will say this: you know, no being 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 a fighter who did walk away after the biggest win of my career, and sort of you know being on not sort of but being universally recognized as the best fighter in the world. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's not it's not like you know, even three years and three and a, three years removed from retirement and about three and a half years removed from my last fight. Like I know I know I did the right thing, but it's still not something that's easy. You know, mm-hmm. it's still not it's still something I'm still processing even three and a half years later. Um I'm on the ballot for a hall of fame. And you would think that, oh, that's the that's the picture perfect Scenario, it's working out just the way you planned, and in, in many respects it is. But but in my mind, and internally, it's still there's days where it's still a struggle because you left with something in the tank. That's you know there, there's always that thing and you just like, man, I could beat that dude. Man, I could pick up the phone right now and make thirty million dollars. Like it's all of those things. So for me, you know, I was able to walk away because, you know, God bless me, man. To 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 have an identity outside of the sport. I didn't, you know, I gave boxing my all. You know, I gave it my best effort, but I didn't give it all of me. And, Mm. you know, I also feel like God blessed me by having, you know, sort of the trials and tribulations that I had and some of the things that happened in my career because I was never loved to a point or, 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 you know, given so much praise to a point where when it was time to walk away, I couldn't walk away from that because that could be addicting. I had a lot of love. I had a lot of respect. But I had enough trouble in the game where there was a part of me that, that at a certain point was just like, oh, I'm done. I don't need it. So I just feel like my, my path was mapped out just right. And the key was when you feel like it's time, will you obey that voice? And fortunately, I did. Um, it wasn't easy to do at that time. And I didn't know how hard it was going to be to stick to my word. Um, but, but, I'm realizing that now and and but I'm just as determined as I was in the ring to keep my word, to see this out and and to be a guy who never returned. Um, so that's a long way of saying that that a identity was key, even while I was boxing. I was a fighter, and I was part of my identity, but it wasn't my whole life um, and and you know, again, I had enough trouble in the game and enough trials and tribulations that I had to go to and enough opposition outside the ring and things I had to deal with where at a certain point, I, you know, I was okay with walking away. I wasn't so beloved
0: where I couldn't leave that alone. Do you, is your sense as, as a student of the game and a student of other fighters' legacies that Roy, I remember hearing something that Max Kellerman said in regard to Floyd Mayweather and Roy is that people people can forget that when they were in their primes in the mid-90s that Roy was a three-to-one favorite at the idea after John Ruiz to beat Tyson if they fought Mm -hmm. at that time Mm -hmm. and that the distance in the conversation about who is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world between Roy and Floyd was enormous like nobody was suggesting that floyd was the better fighter at that time Mm -hmm. but that has profoundly changed in the perception of fight fans because of where roy's career went after afterwards and i just wonder do you think that roy and i know you're not him but is your sense that he doesn't feel as appreciated for how great he was that maybe this is part of that calculus about why he wants to come back and feel some of that love and be the center of of this big conversation about this fight that's happening not even in boxing but outside of boxing this is a fight that's talked
2: about
1: possibly but i, I don't think that's all of it i mean you know again i like like you mentioned i can't i can't speak for roy but i think that may be that may be part of it you know i mean it, it would feel good if, if I came back and, and, and sort of, you know, had the you got a fight coming up attention again. You know, that, that, that feels good. You know, as a fighter, you, you, that's what you, like, you know, you've experienced that for two-plus two decades, most of us. So definitely that, that's an element of it, but I, I don't think that's all of it. I mean, Roy is the guy that really actually likes to fight. You know that because you've spent a lot of time with him. Like, he, he really likes to fight. So I think I think – I think when Roy says that this is bucket list for me fighting Tyson and and like I couldn't pass this up, I believe him.
0: One of the things that Roy said when I talked to him in the lead up to this fight was that this was the most dangerous fight of his career. And he said, when I'm close to death, nothing brings out the killer in me, like the danger of everybody saying what can happen to me. It brings out the best in me. (laughs) And... I wonder for you, because you you tell me if if I'm wrong, but my feeling was when you fought Kovalev was that that was the most dangerous fight of your career, given just what a dangerous puncher he was. He had literally killed a man in the ring. Um, Did that bring out something extra for you that was different than any other fight in your career that the perception was this was the most dangerous fight of your career? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh
1: Those kind of moments are going to bring out one of two things. It's either going to bring out your best or it's going to bring out your worst. Mm. And, and and I was a God who fortunately rose in those moments and rose to the occasion because I, I knew what was at stake and I wasn't going to let you get me. If you got me, you were going to have to knock me out cold. Um, I wasn't afraid um, and 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 I believed in my ability. And I was just a guy. I was just blessed where when the stakes were high, I've rose to that occasion and and met the moment. I didn't shrink from it, and some guys can't always do that. So I totally get what Roy's saying, and, um, you know, having to battle fear and realizing and coming to grips with the fact that this man could really hurt me. Like, this isn't just a good boxer, but this this guy can hurt me. It's going to cause you to either step your game up and rise, or you're going to shrink back. So I know exactly what he's talking about.
0: One thing that I've been really confused about is, is I listened to, I think, like a two-hour interview that Joe Rogan did with Tyson. And Rogan was acting, and so was Tyson, as if Tyson could just walk into the top ten of the heavyweight division or even win the title. It seemed like the way they were talking about it, just based on these sizzle reels that have been put together on Triller of Tyson hitting the hand pads and getting in better shape, but this is a guy fifteen years ago who lost to Kevin McBride handily. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering why, like Rogan has been around fighting forever. He's a very good mm-hmm. commentator. Why are people, seem like like kind of getting taken in by this that Tyson <laughs> could be better than he was as a professional fighter at fifty four? I'm like, yeah. I, it just really confuses me. Does it confuse you? Uh,
1: it, not from the mic side. You know, okay. when you, when you get in tip, tip uh, let me put it like this: when you get in the best shape you can be in for for that age group, and that, and you know, when guys like are you know ten years, eight years older, and they're like, "I'm in the best shape of my life," you're in the best shape of your life for that age. Like you're not in the best shape of your life, like overall, like you're 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 not in your prime. You're past your prime. So for that age, you're in the best shape that you could possibly be in. I, I can accept that, and you do that. Of course, Tyson, he's a fighter. You know, Tyson is going to feel like he can compete with the top guys. Now, you made a good point. You have to look at the last time we saw Tyson in a sanctioned fight was against Kevin McBride. Nobody talks about McBride as being a top heavyweight, even at that time. You yeah. have to remember that. So all you got to do is just do the math. But a lot of times people don't do the math or they don't know how to, you know, get the research. They just see the cliffs and the cliffs, the cliffs can fool you. I believe Tyson. I mean, that's clearly Tyson, you know, uh, it, 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 on that, you know, on IG and and on YouTube. But when you talk about a full round, and then another round, and then another round, and then oh, you're not just hitting pads now; there's other guys hitting you back. That changes the game. As far as Rogan, I don't know. I can't speak for Rogan. Um, uh, he is a knowledgeable guy on the combat side, just just in general. Maybe it's some nostalgia. Maybe he's a Mike fan, so he you know believing in it, but. Mike i think I think deep down there's a part there's a part of Mike that feels like he can, but deep down Mike is a box in the story, and he knows better. he needs to leave those young guys alone because they're not going to play with them you know that's the thing about that's the thing about the younger generation you know when they're facing an older guy, they don't take it easy like they want that name on their resume and they're going to do whatever they have to do to shine and look good and and, and to check that box so uh, Mike needs
0: to leave them young boys alone. Um, I was talking to Tom Hauser this morning, just asking for his point of view on this. He's pretty down on it, pretty pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was asking him, this it seems a very strange commentary about the sport of boxing that the biggest fight that we can make for people outside of boxing, not even casual fans, non-boxing fans, is this, that this seems to be bigger than Canelo or bigger than any other matchup competitively, um, you know, anything that's available in boxing. What does that say about boxing to you? I don't know if you agree with that sense, but it, 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 I see it also. It seems to be reaching newspapers, reaching casual fans, reaching non-boxing fans in a way that boxing hasn't in a long time. And yet we're talking about what feels like a sideshow
1: yeah I don't look at it like that man. I like you know people are always trying to take digs at at the sport, even even those who are a part of it. you know I, listen, once you get past the fact that hey, somebody could get hurt, the fighters are older, they're not they're far past their prime, you know that that's a reality. once you get past that, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. you know all this does is just speak to the 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 name power, drawing power that both of these guys had, people are happy to see him. You know, you have younger generations that know of Roy Jones and Mike Tyson. You have the older generation who lived through their era. And I just think it's nostalgia, and I just think it's people just, you know, excited to see these guys come back. I mean, it's almost like – you can look at it the way you just mentioned, or you can look at it like, man, these are two older guys, but they still look good. Man, I'm getting behind this, man. I was, man, I came up watching Roy Jones, man. I, I came up watching the the one and two round Mike Tyson fights, man. I'm I'm tuning in. You can look at it both ways. So once you get past the fact that they're older, and yeah, if a guy gets hit, you know, in the right spot, maybe something can happen. Once you get past that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with these guys wanting to to, to fight a boxing exhibition. Now, if we were trying to sell it as something other than what it was. Maybe so, but it's an exhibition. I don't see a problem with
0: it. I guess that technically it's an exhibition, but both Tyson Jones and the people putting up the money to present it are really explicit. This is going to be really exciting. This is a real fight. And we're going in there a hundred percent. And I you know, one of the things that Hauser said that I thought was interesting is I said if this if somebody does get hurt here and it becomes a kind of train wreck, uh, you know, what's gonna happen? And Hauser said, Well maybe a lot of people are tuning in to watch a train wreck. Maybe that's exactly why they're watching it. Do you do you have that sense at all? That that some people are looking at this as two old guys where somebody is gonna get really hurt and that's what they want to tune in for.
1: I think there's some people who are definitely looking for the train wreck because that you know unfortunately you know in some that that you know that draws people um, but I, I i would assume that most are just excited to see Mike Tyson and Roy Jones finally share a boxing ring, whether it's a shan- a sanction fight, a, a sparring session or an exhibition. I think if they if they sparred in a gym in Las Vegas. I think people would tune in and watch the stream because they have that much respect for both of those guys. They remember both of those fighters, you know, and those guys had tremendous careers regardless of the losses. And I just think the majority of the people are excited to tune in, to watch that. And if people have a problem with it, you know, to that degree, you don't have to tune in. You don't have to watch it.
0: Do you you think if this goes – well, let me ask it this way. What is the best – scenario of this fight for for you, like as somebody who really likes both these guys, loves Roy, mm-hmm. what's the best scenario mm-hmm. for you? What's the best scenario for Triller of this event?
1: I think the best scenario is that that, you know, both of these guys show flashes and glimpses of themselves that what we've seen online, you know, translates to the ring, you know, in spots. They're not going to be able to sustain that for, you know, the duration of a round where both guys have enough moments where, you know, they land some good shots or have, you know, uh, you know, land some good combinations and maybe somebody does get buzzed or maybe something like that does, ha- does happen, but it's not, you know, anything that stops the show abruptly. I think that's the best case scenario for me. Now, thriller maybe a knockout or something like that would, you know, would, would, would boost the streams and, and have people talking, you know, for a month instead of a week after the, the exhibition. I don't know. But for me it would just be, kind of reliving the glory days, seeing these two guys who we wanted to see fight at one point in time. They were working toward a fight at one point in time, and then it never happened, and the reasons why vary. Now we finally get to see these guys. Yes, they're older. Yes, they're slower. Yes, they're not close to being in their prime, but we get to see it. Let's see some old a glimpse of an old Roy, you know, in spots, and let me see that old Mike Tyson head movement and those combinations, and then you guys hopefully, you know, maybe have a few nicks and bruises, you you, you both raise each other's hand and, and, we, and we ride off in the sunset. That That's how I would love to see it.
0: Mm. I, I guess for me with this, because I, I agree with you, everybody has, especially in this country, a lot of nostalgia and we love to see celebrities. Um, but this is not wrestling where there's a script and both the guys are actually stuntmen trying to help protect each other mm. from getting hurt while they're performing it's not the Harlem Globetrotters it's not you know an an elder league for golf or something these guys are swinging at each other and any punch can seriously injure or potentially you know catastrophically damage the other guy I'm just wondering how sustainable a model this this quote-unquote legends league is if anybody Takes a shot which is particularly, you know, a, a memorable knockout. I, I know that Evander Holyfield was trying to get involved in this. Shannon Briggs was trying to get involved in this. It seems like a raft of people are trying to get into it. But I mean, it, it, how much, do you, what's your sense of how much fire they're playing with, with guys in their 50s participating? Yeah.
1: I don't, I, like, I don't know too much about the, 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 the league. I know Mike Tyson has referenced it, and I haven't, like, researched it, but. You know, like I, I can't say that I'm a fan of of, of this being a thing. You know, I, I, I guess I can say that I can support maybe one offs, you know, with the right guys. Um but I like I think when you start to, to make this a, a, a recurring thing where, you know, these guys are trying to do this four or five times a year, the likelihood of something happening obviously increases just 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 by way of I'm a fan, uh, or I will support, I'll put it like this, uh, to a degree, one-offs like this where, you know, it makes sense, okay? They're older, but, you know, they're both old. They both, you know, have been off. Let's see what happens. I can I can, I can, I can, support that and get behind that as a boxing fan and as a fan of these guys. But the league, I don't know about that. I'm, I don't know if I'm sold on that. Uh,
0: my last question is if if you had to predict as a – as a student of the game, as a boxing expert, if these guys fought right after Jones beat Ruiz, what would the outcome be there in your opinion? And what's your prediction for this fight that is happening on Saturday?
1: Um, If they would have fought
0: back at that time,
1: Mike wasn't Mike uh, even then, but Mike is always dangerous and Mike was a lot younger and had less rust, um, so to speak. So Mike Mike would've definitely had moments and it would have been a fight that that, that, that I think Roy would have won uh yeah. possibly even by knockout, you know, in the later rounds. Um but it would have been a fight that 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 Tyson definitely would have had some moments, you know, and uh it wasn't gonna be a cakewalk for Roy Jones and I think that's why so many people wanted to see it at that time because Mike wasn't Peak prime Mike, but he was he was still very very dangerous. If we're talking about Mike being dangerous at this age, imagine what he would have been back at that you know at during that time. So um, very dangerous fight, but I think it should have been a fight that Roy should have been able to 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 outbox Mike and then possibly try to stop him late in that fight.
0: And on Saturday, this Roy that has a lot of mileage, and Tyson, gee fifty fifty four. How do you see this unfolding? Let well two scenarios. If well, if this is a real fight, if they are absolutely telling the truth, that they're going in there to give their best for eight rounds. How do you see it unfolding in that scenario?
1: It's eight two minute rounds, right?
0: Yep, yep. Um,
1: I mean, like you know, selfishly, you know, I, I want to see these guys fight three round three minute rounds, you know. But I I, I guess I understand while they're doing two minute rounds and being that it's two minute rounds, those two minute rounds are gonna fly by. Um it's gonna fly by, you know. Um that's a sixteen minute fight, you know. So it's <laughs> funny uh, to
0: funny to put it that way. it's a sixteen
1: minute fight, you know, and these guys are <laughs> these guys are used to fighting thirty minutes or thirty six minutes. So it it's essentially half of that. Um you know I, I see Mike coming forward. That's what Mike does. Mike's not, not gonna try to outbox Roy Jones and I see Roy you know, backing up to the ropes and Mike, you know, teeing off and, and Roy countering the shots that, that, that Mike throws. And, uh, you know, there's going to be times where Roy wants to walk walk Mike around the ring and, and stick and move and, 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 you know, try to keep Mike off balance. But I think the majority of the fight is going to be Mike bowling forward and Roy keeping a tight guard on those ropes and just trying to let off those combinations because Roy's legs may not be what they used to be, but them hands still work. Those hands are still... Plenty fast, and you know the old adage is true: the power is the last thing to go. You know, fifty-year-old man can still knock you out if he hits you right. So the power for both guys are going to be there. It's just going to be interesting, even though it's only two-minute rounds. When they get to that fourth and fifth round, if it lasts that long, you know what the stamina is going to look like. Are they just going to be laying on each other, or are they, or, or is the leather going to keep flying? So it's going to be interesting, man. But I'm listen, I'm 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 there for it, good, bad or ugly. I, I I'm a lifer in this game. I know the things that can happen, and I respect the fact that these guys have the right to make this decision, man. And I'm going to support them, man. I've supported them in their careers this whole time, and I'm going I'm to I'm do it even at this age and even at this stage, man. They got my support.
0: Uh, Actual last question. If you were going in there against Tyson, and I'm not suggesting that you should after <laughs> But based on what you've seen, I don't know how many of these videos you've watched. I've seen a handful of them. The hand speed seems there, the power is there. How do you walk into a 16-minute fight against Tyson now that you're 36? And and based on what you've seen of of the condition he's in and and what he brings to bear in the ring. How would you how would you confront this?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be moving a lot. You know, for me it would be um just a lot it, w- it would just be a lot of walking Mike around the ring a lot of feints to kind of, you know, get him to commit and show me what he wants to do, Uh, uh, a lot of left hands, a lot of jabs, you know, and just being patient and letting Mike commit because, you know, the the onus is on Mike to come forward because that's who he is. So he's going to come forward. He's going to try to get his rhythm by moving his head back and forth, and I want to catch him in between those shots and or let him go ahead and get his shot off, counter him, and then just keep his feet moving. I don't want Mike Tyson – you know, being able to plant his toes into that canvas and and generate maximum power to get those shots off. So just trying to walk him around the ring, not giving up too much energy, heavy jabs, feints, and and just being alert at all times and, and countering the wide shots that he throws. Because Mike's gonna do what he's always done. He's gonna do what he what, we, what he's been showing us in those videos. You know, short, compact, fast shots, and then but once he's done punching. I'm gonna remember that his age and how old he is, and I gotta go ahead and take the playback because he's gonna need a breather. So, not a lot, but just being disciplined with those three or four areas.
0: And I mean, even the last five, ten years of his career, he was not fighting three minutes of every round. He was barely fighting one minute mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. those rounds. And really, in an early first three rounds, was kind of what he had. It's hard for me to imagine him having the stamina even to go, as you say, for sixty minutes at this stage. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be easy, you know. I, I'm curious to.
1: I, I wonder how the sparring sessions went for Mike and Roy. You know, I wonder how much fighting they did in those, and you know how, how consistent they were in those three minute rounds. I mean, fighting for three minutes for for a young guy is not easy. So you know with these guys up in age like this it's not going to be easy but i think i think the 2 minute rounds even though they're going to go quick it's going to be incentive for these guys to let their hands go cuz they know that they don't have they don't have a full 3 minutes to, to pace
0: themselves yeah um whoever wins this if 30 million dollars is offered to pound for pound great andre ward is he coming back into the legend series
1: <laughs> let me just let me just put it like this
0: let me put it like
1: this i've walked away from more money than I've earned in my career. Hmm. So the money, the one, the money won't, won't, won't be the determining factor. And it sounds crazy, but it's
0: true. And, you know, to your point about legacy, you are one of the rare examples of a happy ending in boxing, aren't you?
1: Yeah, man, I I think so. And and I, and I want to keep it like that. You know, I want to keep it like that. Um, and even 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 intimately knowing how hard this this the decision itself is, and then sticking to it, you know, has, has proven to be. It almost motivates me to keep fighting a good fight and, and to keep good on my work. I
0: never I never asked your when I met some of your family. Um, I never asked your wife a question. I asked Roy's wife, which was, "Are the highs worth the lows in this game?" Mm-hmm. What do you think your wife would say about that in relation to your career? Um,
1: what would my wife say? I think she would say they were because we had a lot more highs than we had lows. And we learned True. so much with the down times. And really, you know, I had more lows outside the ring than I did in the ring. So, um, you know, but we, we, we gained so much from that time, from a business standpoint, you know, you get sharp, you know, you kind of see who's who people kind of reveal themselves and, and show you who they really are. That was good. Um, and, and, you know, like the move we made after that, you know, was, was worth it. You know, I made, I made more money with rock nation in three years than I did the first 10 years of my career. So, you know, the decision we made proved to be the right one. So, um, I definitely feel like the highs were definitely, Definitely outweigh the lows. Do you think? Do you think most
0: wives would say that of of the great boxers? It that depends you, that on it. De-
1: it depends on what fighters you what what fighters wives you ask. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody had different outcomes in that ring. You know, and, and every wife is 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 sort of built different. You know, my wife wasn't. My wife has never been a lady that you know, like covered up her eyes. You know, during a fight, she's very. She gets it, you know. She she she's a tough lady, and and she likes it, you know. In this day, she misses it. Um, but when you've talked to a wife who has watched her husband get knocked out, watched her husband get beat up, that's a different story. That changes the mind. So it just depends on what fighter you would ask.
0: I never asked you with with your own children. Are any of them seriously pursuing boxing at this point?
1: No, no. Um, my my eight year old he he he's actually really good but he you know he hasn't committed to it you know one day he wants to do that the next day he wants to do this and and we just leave it like that you know my my desire is that that none of them do it I think it's actually really cool that that dad is the only one that that did it and I, I'm I'm just excited to see how each of my kids like what lane they fall in because you know I just want them to be in their lane you know where, where does God want you? And let's find that place, and that's where you're going to have success, and that's where you're going to be blessed. You know, don't just try to duplicate what Dad did, because those that, that are big shoes to fill. Now, if it's a natural thing and, it, you know, it, it seems to be like, hey, this may be a gift that you have and you need to go in this direction, I will support them. But to this point, I haven't seen that for many of my kids, and I'm okay with that. Yeah.
0: Dre, I really appreciate your time today. Um, Anytime, thank brother. Thanks, man. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. You too, man.
2: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tourist Information. The producers for this show are George Alarcón Suebi and myself, Bryn Jonathan Butler. Thanks for listening.